we have looked at in regards to this great coming of Jesus Christ into the world under the heading so far of he was begotten of the Father. He was born of a woman. This morning we want to look at the words of the angel, just a a phrase that he speaks to these shepherds, born this day, born this day. This angel was given the great privilege of making this announcement to these shepherds who in turn obediently go to see that which has been told to them And then they immediately begin to tell others and return glorifying and praising God. Certainly that which happened upon that day, God changed life. Not just for shepherds, but God changed life for you and I as well. So I want us to consider this morning that phrase, born This day, or as some of your versions have, born today. And we'll cover it under three headings. First of all, the prophetic day that is being spoken of. Secondly, that it was an historical day. And thirdly, that it was an awe-filled day. Prophetic, historical, and awe-filled. God has been announcing this day that the angel is proclaiming ever since the fall. Ever since man fell into sin, God has been announcing the fact that there would be coming a day. Some day when the seed of the woman would be crushing the serpent. Some day when the offspring would indeed come and destroy the works of the devil. God's been announcing it. God's been proclaiming it. Now, yes, we could look back and say, well, aren't there other events that are included in this? Certainly. Certainly. But the cross has no meaning Outside of the incarnation and birth of Jesus Christ. The resurrection has no meaning. The ascension has no meaning. The work of Christ as our mediator has no meaning without this day. Without this day that the angel is speaking of to the shepherds. God, as I said, has been announcing this. This is the day. This is the day. This is when the crushing begins. And throughout Israel's history, God's been announcing this. In fact, one one could say up until the point in time of the conception and birth of Jesus, God just continually announced it. Oh, there were times of silence. There are long periods of silence where nothing is said. All they have to go on are the promises that God has made to them previously and they hold on to those promises, at least the faithful do. And that sometimes the faithful was nothing but a remnant. 
but they hold on to those promises that God makes. As God displays, yes, the seed of the woman, yes, this is coming. That's why we read through all those genealogies over and over and over again. That's why we read of the genealogy. Seth, that's why we read of the genealogy of Noah. It's why we read of the genealogy of Abraham. It's why we read of the genealogy of David. It's because God is telling us from generation to generation to generation to generation, there is coming this day. It is coming. Just as sure as Abraham has Isaac, there is coming this day. Just as sure as there was a day upon which Jacob is born, there is coming this day. And so whenever you read through those genealogies, yes, there's a lot of history going on. It, and, it's, and it's wonderful to dwell upon that and to see that. But you also have to see God speaking through those generations. God speaking through his covenant. This day is going to come. And God keeps announcing it. He keeps prophesying it. Actually, one could say every time there is a child born into that covenant line, every time there is a male that gets his name included into that genealogy, God is making the announcement again. This day, as the angel proclaims, is coming. This day. But of course we see it more clearly, do we not? In passages such as Isaiah 7.14. Right? Behold, a virgin shall conceive and shall give birth to a son. This day. Or you have the, the, the passage of Isaiah chapter 9. Right? Behold, a, a child shall be born and his name shall be called Wonderful Consoler. Almighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Chi, Prince of Peace. A child shall be born this day. Is that which is being prophesied over and over and over again? In fact, when we go further into the New Testament, we, we get an even greater perspective of this. Because Paul writes in the book of Ephesians that this day that the angel is announcing is a day that had already been declared by the Lord before the foundations of the world were even laid. Before he had ever come to Adam and Eve in the garden. Before he had ever come to Abraham with his promises. Before he had ever come through his spirit and spoken through Isaiah, before he had ever come to Micah and prophesied that it would be Bethlehem Ephrathah, out of you shall come forth one. Before he had made any other prophecies, there before even the foundations of the earth, there even before time has begun, there in eternity past, there had been a declaration, this day is going to occur. That's why there is a news here that you and I need to pay attention to. There is born this day. Wow. From all of eternity. This day that the angel is announcing. 
This day upon which the Savior is born. This day upon which a child is placed in a manger and wrapped in swaddling claws. This day in which a child who is going to be in eight days named Jesus. This day in which Mary has delivered a baby. This day. See, it's, it's all of history ringing to this day. A prophetic day. A day like none other. A day that has occurred but once in history and shall never occur again. This day, as the angel announces, it's the message, is it not, of, of Gabriel to Mary back there in Luke chapter 1, verse 31. That a child shall be born. You're going to conceive and give birth to a son. It's the word of the angel to Joseph as we looked at last Lord's Day morning in chapter 1, verse 21. That yes, this child is going to be born this day. Yeah, when we're, when we're in Luke, when we're in Matthew, we're only going back nine months probably, but, but it's still this day. Think of how many of you, in the course of life, have had the announcement made to you or you were made aware of the fact that you were pregnant. You were going to have a child and then you wait, you wait, and it seems like it's an endless period of time if you're the pregnant one. And then suddenly there's this day, it occurs, the event that, that you've been waiting for all of this time. Or as grandparents, when you get the special t-shirt that announces you're going to be grandpa. And then it's waiting, waiting, waiting. This day, this day. Finally, the phone rings. Finally, the cell phone goes off. Finally, the text comes through. This day. How much grander then? How much more glorious when we see this amazing work of God coming to this point in history that he sends forth an angel with all the glory of God himself surrounding this angel to announce this day a Savior is born to you. Secondly, it's an historic day. It's an historical day. What do I mean by that? What's the emphasis? Well, first of all, that it's an actual event. This is not symbolic, but a reality. There's, it's not like this is some sort of symbolism that, well, yeah, but there's probably some meaning about giving in this. And so the emphasis becomes upon giving and sharing and and love and goodwill between human beings. That's what really it's all about. It's only a symbolic thing. 
No, it's not a symbolic thing. It's an actual event. And it is the actual event that gives us hope and joy and peace. Not just a a symbol of it. It is the reality. It's not a metaphor, but a truth. This is no longer the foreshadowing. This is no longer that which which has been foreshadowed and and we've had in in various shadows and forms and pictures throughout that Old Testament. No, this is now a birth itself. See, I think even we sometimes as, as believers, even as Reformed believers, don't, don't necessarily always grapple with, with the actual event that is taking place. What Christ actually is doing. That there was a growth of a child inside of Mary. See, there's many who want to shy away from this. There's many who, who don't want to go to this end. That they just want to see somehow a, a Jesus who appears on the scene one day with John and he gets baptized and then a dove comes upon him and there's a voice from heaven and it's like, okay, now he's Christ. Now, now he, he's the Christ. Now, now that the dove and the father has spoken, this is my beloved son. But he, not, no, not before that. Oh, no. Oh, be a human? Oh, how could, oh, no. That's disgusting. But you see, it is an actual birth. In all of the mystery that this brings into our minds. That God with us is not just a slogan. It is an actual reality that inside the womb of Mary is Christ. And going through the birth canal of Mary is Christ. And coming out looking like any one of us men is Christ. Don't lose that. Because that is where the wealth, that is the treasure That is the unbelievable grace that is being shown. That he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself, becoming one of us. But it's not only an actual event, it's a factual event. What do I mean by that? I mean by that, That there was a day. There was a day on a calendar in which Jesus Christ was born. 
That's what the angel is saying. Verse 11, for unto you is born this day. In other words, there is a mark on a calendar that signifies the day that Jesus Christ was born. Now, I hope what you and I find to be rather interesting in regards to this is considering all that is found in the Old Testament about the coming of this child and the great detail that God will sometimes go into to tell us day, month, and year of events. Nothing is told of us that here. He doesn't tell us it's in the month Adar. It doesn't say on the 10th day of this month in the year of X. It's not even there. Nothing. For those of you who are part of Little Farms for years, hopefully this is already ingrained in your minds. If not, remember it again today. It is not until the year 366 A.D. The Emperor Constantine says, nope, let's make it December 25. As far as we know, it wasn't even acknowledged as a particular day on a calendar prior to that. Oh, the event is. <laughs> don't, don't miss that. No, they, they fought their wars already over this one. But it's not on their calendar. And yet it was a calendar day. See, you and I not only have to confess the reality that this was an actual event, but it is a factual event. It took place. And it took place in history. There was a literal day that Jesus was born. What that day is, I don't know. What month that was, I don't know. We can't even figure out from that which we are given very precisely what year it is. All we have is estimates and guesses. But there was this day. That's what the angel is proclaiming. This day. This moment in history. I thought of this when, when I was visiting Lana earlier this week and I pull into the, to the parking garage at Spectrum and you push the button and out comes this little parking card. And I don't usually pay any attention to the parking card. Okay, It's like in my pocket, get it stamped, get out. Right? And I looked at it and it's like it's stamped. It tells me, tells me day, tells me time. The birth of Christ is a time-stamped day of history. And for all those religions out there that, that want to rid us of the humanity of Jesus Christ. 
for all those religions out there that want to rid us of the divinity of Christ. For all those who, who want to only celebrate some sort of some good day for all of mankind, church life. The shepherds went and they got a time card. They checked in at the manger and they were there. And there was a time on the clock that they were there. And there is a date that they were there. Month, day, and year. Because it really happened. In history. Adds new meaning, doesn't it, to that Galatians 4.4 passage. That in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman. In God's perfect timing. In God's perfect plan. Not just the year, not just the month, not just the day, but the actual time that would have been stamped as the time of delivery. God, in his sovereignty, brings forth this day. It is no wonder there is an angel coming to shepherds, proclaiming to them, there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Thirdly, not only is this a prophetic day, not only is it an and historical day. It's an awe-filled day. If you have your Bibles open, look at, look at what happens in 2 verse 18. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. These shepherds go, they go visit, they see the things that, that they have been told and they find it exactly as they had been told, end of verse 20. And they're telling all that they come in contact with and everyone that they come in contact with, everyone who they tell and all who heard it wondered. What does that mean? That all these people wondered. It means to be to marvel at. It means to be amazed at. It means to be astonished. That's what that birthday of Jesus ought to do. It ought to astonish us. It ought to amaze us, and we ought to marvel at it. I hope somewhere in the midst of this time frame of these days and weeks and the busyness of it, you've at least marveled. doesn't say these people believed. It doesn't say they came to faith. But the news from what they're hearing for the she- from the shepherds is such a message that they're at least pausing. 
the Savior, the Christ, the Messiah has been born? But notice what happens. We go from those who wonder to the one who pondered. Verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. What does it mean to ponder? It means to bind up. It means to guard. It means to consider of great value. And it means to do so over and over and over again. These are not the ponderings in the sense of, I wonder what all this means. I wonder what this means. No, she's taking in that which she has heard from the shepherds. That which they're telling her the angels have said. And she's valuing it. This is treasured information. This is, this is such great information. These are such wonderful things. She's storing them up. She's guarding them. She doesn't want anything to erode, anything about this. She doesn't want other thoughts to come into her mind that, that may decrease the value of this. She wants to hold it close, hold it tight, to value it, and she does so over and over and over as she considers this great news. I hope that you take the time to ponder what is happening this day that the angel is speaking about. It's not today. Well, it could have been. Could have been December 25, I suppose. But we don't know. But I can tell you that there was a day in history that the people who are told the news of Bethlehem by the shepherds are wondering. There is one who is pondering. hope and pray that all of us are more like the shepherds who are wandering. See, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass. They hear the news. They hear what they've been told. They hear the message of this glorious chorus. This is a day to bring God glory in the highest. What's their response? Eh, I don't know. It can't be that important. I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical about all of this. Let me just think about it a while. Let Let me just think it over and over and over. Let me wonder about it. Let me ponder it. What do these shepherds do? Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing. Shepherds, guys who are considered the outcast of their society. Let us go and see this thing that we've been told about. I hope that you and I are, are not just wondering and pondering, 
but that we ourselves are willing to go to look into God's word, to look into the truth of what is happening here. The truth of Emmanuel, the truth of Christ, the truth of a Savior is born. That we look into it and we're willing to go. We're willing to dig. We're willing to obediently go to Bethlehem and see this thing. But then do you notice what they do? Townspeople aren't telling people about it. Mary's not, but the shepherds are. I hope as we wander obediently to see this thing that the Lord has done, that we're also telling. Do you know? Do you know? How quick we are and how good we are. At calling folks in our day and age back to the the reality of what today is. It's it's not happy holidays. Let's just be all inclusive. No, we're at least least willing to, to go so far as to say Merry Christmas. Maybe we like the shepherds though. When we go back to work, when we go back to school, when we go back to our lives. What a Christmas. Jesus has been born. A savior. They not only go obediently. They become the first human announcers of the great commission. The good news. And then notice what they do. They return. Glorifying and praising God. Their lives are transformed. Their lives are changed. They were shepherds. They were sitting in their fields. Watching the fox by night. Seated on the ground. But they go to Bethlehem and look what's happened. Their lives are now filled With praise, their lives are now filled with joy, with rejoicing. Their lives have been transformed because of the reality of what takes place this day in Bethlehem. Glory to God in the highest. That should be our response to this blessed, amazing, awe-inspiring event. Glory, glory, glory. Look what God has done. Tonight, we come back to these words. Why? Is this day such a great day? Why is the coming of of Jesus, it's the babe of Bethlehem, why is the coming of Christ as the Emmanuel? Why is this so life-changing? Because this day, in the city of David, a Savior, 
has been born. He is Christ the Lord. Father, thank you for your word and for its reminder to us again today that there was that day, that day, when Jesus Christ was born in the city of Bethlehem oh so long ago. A day, Father, like none other. A day that that changes lives. Because the one who is born is the one we all desperately need. A Savior. He didn't become the Savior. He was the Savior. What a glorious message of grace. In Christ's name, God's people say, Amen. We turn.